Jesus. Bless the Lord. Won't you stand with us as we begin our service? Sing like never 
seated. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have each of you here this morning. If you're visiting with us, we're glad to have you. And we just ask that you join in and just praise God. Thank each of you for being here this morning. I hope you had a good week. We had a little rain, sunshine, beautiful week. Uh, if you're visiting with us, if you would fill out uh, for the first time, fill out the Connect card. You have one in front of you, you should have that. Fill that out and you can just leave it, leave it on the pew, it'll be fine. Also, uh, Tuesday through Saturday of this week at Count Pollock is going to be the camp meeting. And uh, it's got Thursday night, Lynn Masters will be the mission speaker for, for that night. So any of you able to go and attend that week, this coming week, uh, that'll be good. Also, Wednesday night, no service, right? It says no service for children for young and adults, so no service. You're welcome to be at the camp, camp meeting for that. On Saturday, this Saturday from 7 to 12, we've got the rummage sale, and uh, they've been getting ready for that, so uh, that will be coming this Saturday from 7 to 12. The ones that gets up early gets the better deals. <laughs> Next Sunday, uh, on the 23rd, we will have a worship service with Pastor Dan at 10 o'clock. Also, on July the 31st, we'll be back at Grace Place. And do not worry about bringing any more oatmeal cookies this month. We are covered. If you already brought some, that's good. But if you haven't, don't worry about bringing them. We've got that covered. So, I'm going to, uh, this is a letter that Ron Cootie had sent back, and Miss Carolyn had asked us to read this letter, and uh, this is for a love offering that we had given to uh, Ron for his ministry, and it says, thank you very much for your generous gift toward our ministry efforts. It said tomorrow, and this was last week, I believe, We'll fly to Athens and then drive north to central Greece where we will uh, help about 400 others distribute modern Greek New Testaments to village Greek homes. This is a final year and we'll complete uh, this project with our distribution of over one million New Testaments. The Greek people, in spite of their ancient biblical history, have long lost touch with the simple gospel. We're grateful we can join others reaching out to Greece, which is our Western neighbor. May the Lord bless this partnership with us all. And uh, our church, which sent a love offering in for $1,180. So I think that was announced last week by Pat, but thank each of you for the support to Ron's ministry. And so, uh, and he appreciates it too. So, I'm going to read this morning from Ephesians, the uh, fifth chapter, verse uh, 15 through 20. 
Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. Be understanding what the Lord will do. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to democracy. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, good to have each of you here this morning, and we just ask that you join in the service. And I'm going to pray before uh, we uh, turn it back over to Pat. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. We thank you for the love that you have for each of us, for our families, Lord. And we just thank you for the opportunity to come back out to, to worship you. Thank you for the many blessings you give to us, for keeping your hand on us and watching over us, Lord. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're able, why don't you stand with us as we sing this next song? And I forewarn you. You cannot sing this song about joy without a smile on your face, okay? So let's enjoy singing about joy.
a feel of our theme here this morning, right? Joy. <laughs> Savior, I'm 
may be seated. Children, you may go to your classes. Good to have each of you here today. On a prayer request this week, uh, I'm just going to read from what's what's on our, our bulletin. Is uh, Nancy Boozer? She will be having surgery Wednesday. Uh, Nancy Elmore will be having some tests done this week. Uh, Sandy Adams, uh, Brother Carvin said she is improving doing better, so just continue to pray for her and uh, keep her in your prayers. Uh, Hunter, uh, the one-year-old that has cancer, just uh, continue to remember, remember him. Also, our camp meeting, pray for the camp meeting this week, which will be in Pollock, the 18th through the 20, 22nd. And also those traveling, uh, Brian's going to be leaving to go back to uh, Mobile today, so just remember him as he's traveling. And uh, uh, I hope my wife and the pastor's wife will be traveling back this week from uh, the great state of Alabama. I hope they're coming home. So just remember them. Also, we have unspoken requests. So if you have any prayer requests, uh, you can call uh, contact Karen Odom and that number's uh, in the bulletin so just uh, and remember them I think uh, Randy and Karen will be traveling this week uh, they've been out on a trip for the last few weeks so uh, just remember them good to have each of you here brother John good to have you back today we're glad you're doing we're glad you're improving and doing good so good to have you back so we've got a special song this morning. So uh, again, thank each of you for being here in the worship service. Testify to love, I'll be a witness 
Let's look to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the occasion that we, the people of God, have come together to worship you this morning. To give testimony of what you have done in our lives and the joy that we can experience in knowing you. Thank you, Lord, for your people that have given testimony, Lord, to those around them even this week of your goodness and your greatness. And this morning, we just want to worship you this morning and say thank you, Lord, for all that you have blessed us with and all that you have given us. Lord, I'm aware, Father, that in this group, Lord, this morning, there are needs, so many different needs, diverse needs, Lord, that uh, perhaps they've never shared with anyone, but they share them with you because you know. And so, Lord, this morning we simply open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you, Lord. And we bless you with all that is within us. We'll remember the special requests that have been mentioned this morning. Those that are to have surgery, those that are in hospitals, those that are bedfast, those that are recovering, those that are traveling. Lord, would you please have your hand upon them and protect them? And then, Lord, this morning I pray that your Holy Spirit would descend upon us and minister to us from the Word. That, Father, we would receive this morning from you. That not only we would receive, but Father, we would give. Give to you, Father, our lives and our hearts as we serve you. Thank you so much for this church. We thank you for her ministries that go beyond these walls. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you are doing in the lives of each of us this morning. And now we pray together that prayer you taught your disciples. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who are our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I uh, like to pray the Lord's Prayer because that is the way that the Lord showed us, gave us an example of how to pray. Uh, we had a, uh, a young autistic boy that was in our uh, former church and uh, he uh, couldn't talk well. He was slow in development and, and uh, couldn't talk and he we had a children's night, Wednesday night program, and, and he would always come, and he would be kind of offish to himself because nobody could understand him. The other kids, kids couldn't. And, and uh, so uh, as, before we got to, to eat, I asked one night, I said, hey, would any of you like to pray? And uh, the young man, Dusty, said, I, and I thought, uh-oh, what's this going to be? Because uh, he was kind of all over the place, and he started in, he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He said the most beautiful prayer. And his mother later told me, she said, you know, 
He's heard us say that in the morning worship service and it has meant something to him and that's the only prayer he knows. And so when I say this, I'm not doing, when I pray the Lord's Prayer, I'm not doing it out of rote, but I'm doing it out of heart and that we hide God's word in our hearts that we won't sin against him. And to realize we do know how to pray. We have access to the Father, to the simplest, to the most complicated. That prayer is good for all of us. Another thing I'd like to share, I'd like to say this morning before I get started, is uh, each year our church does a, uh, an offering, a special offering for Camp Pollock. Pol I keep wanting to say Pollock, and I, I know that's not right. It, it's Pollock. I'll get it right in about 10 years. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we, get, we usually take an offering and we just, we just did the, uh, the offering for the, the cooties and I didn't want to take too much away and given, having special offerings uh, uh, quite often. So I talked to our Faith Promise Committee, our Missions Committee, and, and uh, we suggested that we take $500 out of our, um, our Faith Promise offerings and submit that for our camp uh, Polic offerings. I just want you to know, and I do want you to know, we are, we are not planning a Faith Promise uh, weekend this year. We're going to wait till February uh, for s some obvious reasons. And um, I want you to know, please continue your Faith Promise giving. Uh, it's getting. They said it's getting a little small, but I know that God's people are are faithful and continue to give as as they have uh, promised to the Lord. And then one more item of business. I need to say an apology to this congregation for my little illustration that I gave last Sunday morning. I have been harassed. I have been chewed up. <laughs> I just for the record I want to say I did not marry two guys uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I married a, a young lady and a young man, but you see up north, everybody's guys. So I, I just wanted to confess that because I have been, been told probably at least 10 or 15 times, especially by Mary, and, and, and she, she's the guilty party. And uh, I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, I, I did what? I redeemed myself. Okay, thank you very much. That I, I, I did not realize I said that until somebody challenged me at the table, at lunch table, and I turned to my wife and I said, I didn't say that, did I? And she said, yes, you did. <laughs> well, I guess I should say you all, but that didn't fit the... Y'all, y'all, excuse me. You know, I got to learn some Cajun when I'm here. You know, somebody told me when I first came I needed to learn how to talk Cajun. And I'm trying, but I'm just not succeeding very fast. So, uh, 10 years, yeah, okay. My wife has been gone this week. I like to say it's been a most joyous and relaxing week, but it hasn't. <laughs> Now she's needed spending some time with uh, her mom and dad and uh, for there for a few days. Miss, Miss Donna volunteered to drive her over there and we, I appreciate that so much. 
I want you to look in your Bibles to Psalms 103. Psalms 103. There was a pastor evangelist in the Church of God by the name of Maurice Burquist. Some of you may have heard him. But he wrote a book on the miracle and power of blessing. And in his book, he tells the story of his experience with learning how to bless. And he tells of an occasion that he was doing a series of evangelistic services for a church and he was approached by an older lady in the congregation who was so enthralled with the preaching that she approached Dr. Burquist afterwards and, and, and asked, simply asked him if, if he would not mind if she brought her neighbor to the services the next night. Well, Dr. Burquist said, of course. But there was so much more to this story. And as the story unfolds, we begin to get the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. This neighbor had issues. She had issues of her mind, her body, her emotions. She was ravaged by different sicknesses, plagued with family problems, and her mind simply was leaving her. In fact, she was scheduled to enter into a mental institution in the very next week. And as he learned more about this neighbor, the neighbor, the, the, the neighbor that was inviting her neighbor said that her neighbor may disturb, even disturb the meeting. Well, the rest of the story simply is the troubled woman came the next night to the meetings and also brought her troubles. It was not difficult in his book, he writes, for him to recognize her as she came and found a seat, then another, and then another. And throughout the hour of the service, she was up and down, in and out. And frankly, it began to irritate him a little bit. And he thought about even ignoring her at the end of the service. But the neighbor that did the inviting caught Dr. Burquist. Said, Dr. Burquist, I want to, uh, uh, I want to uh, tell you about my neighbor. And the neighbor, the sick lady came and said, Dr. Burquist, I'm a sick lady. I'm really sick. Dr. Burquist didn't know what else to say except, hey, can I pray for you? Isn't that our standard line? Can I pray for you? And with that, they walked together to an adjoining room. And as they walked together, Dr. Burquist, in his mind, as he writes, was trying to think of some way that he could help her with her prayer. And he prayed silently for guidance. He confessed even to the lady that he was not trained for this. Whereas the medical and the psychiatric doctors were not able to help her problem, he did the only thing he knew what to do. I'm going to pray for you, he said. And then I want 
you to pray. Well, the woman sarcastically said, I don't know how to pray. To which he told her, I will pray first. Then I will tell you how to pray. And with that, he closed his eyes and bowed his head and to began to repeat slowly the words of an ancient Hebrew psalm found here in Psalms 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Verse 10, he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. With that... He continues writing in his book. A strange quietness filled the little room. He repeated the ancient poem once again. And then a third time. And he invited the troubled woman to repeat those words with him. And phrase by phrase. They spoke the words together. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. She, with her hesitating voice, joined his. Bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Who forgives. Who heals all diseases. Who redeems. Who crowns. Who satisfies. Who renews. And when they opened their eyes, Dr. Berkowitz said, I looked on a changed face, a surprised face, an almost jubilant face, he writes. For the look of despair was now gone. The smile on her face was one of astonishment. Something happened. I don't know what happened, she said. I felt like a different person. I felt like electricity going through my body and I feel well. I'm not sick anymore. And it was true. Something unbelievable happened 
for the woman was healed. She was not hospitalized. She didn't need to be. And both the desperate mental illness and the physical sickness were gone. They had vanished. Dr. Burquist reflects, what did I do? What did God do? Why did God do what he did when I did what I did? And perhaps he had discovered a new truth that day that perhaps all of us need to understand. His ideas about prayer were shattered that day. Isn't prayer about asking for things? He had not mentioned to God all of the poor lady's sicknesses. He had not anointed her with oil. Yet healing had come. Had he stumbled across something new? Could it be that God does not bless people in response to their requests as much as it is aligning our, ourselves, our lives, our thoughts, and our hearts with the presence and the power of the infinite power of Almighty God. There's a fact of nature, they tell me, called the parallel principle. And it works something like this, and maybe some of you can correct me. But if you place a copper wire, wire parallel to overhead wires, you can get a transfer of power even though the copper wire is not touching the overhead lines. Just as soon as you get that wire parallel, power is produced in that copper line. Could it be a spiritual principle for us to learn this morning? That as soon as we get parallel to God, we can get hooked up to his power. Could it be that it is not the reluctance of God to answer our prayers, but it's rather laying hold of the willingness of God that he desires to do. Could prayer be the movement of the human mind that makes it parallel with God's nature, God's plan, and therefore empowers us and blesses us? That's the thought I wanted you to, talk, to, to leave with this morning. Lining your thoughts, my thoughts, so that they flow in the direction of God's thoughts about a matter. Our lesson today, God's mind and heart is always to be a blesser of his creation. Do you ever think about that? How many times the word blessed is used in scripture? Oh, the first time you'll find the word blessed is during his creation where he blessed mankind and told them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Blessing is not praise. God was not putting praise upon himself. He was blessing his creation. 
Blessing is something you have to give to someone else. It's something that is conferred on another. Something given, bestowed that cannot be taken back. You know, in the scripture, the Old Testament, we read the story about Isaac and how he gave a blessing, the birthright to his sons. Oh, the story is Isaac gave a blessing to Jacob instead of Esau. And Isaac could not take it back. You know, that blessing has started a whole family feud over in the Middle East that's lasted for thousands of years. And they're still fighting over that blessing. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I know in my notes this morning that I have several different points, but I'm probably going to go away from those notes and find five, five of those characteristics that I've jotted in my notes. I'm going to share with them. When we think about blessing the Lord, praising his holy name as we sang, and I particularly picked out these songs today to, to, to work with this, this thought of blessing the Lord. Because each and every one of us have something to give. We have something to give to each other. But most of all, we have something to give to God. And that's why David said, God, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. Oh, my soul. All that is within me. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. You know, I read a story about the early pilgrims that on that first Thanksgiving and in their meals, they would have a custom when it came time to eat. They had a custom of putting five kernels of corn upon each plate around the table. Each member of the family would pick up a kernel and tell what they were thankful for. It was to remind themselves of God's blessing even when it seemed that they had nothing. You know, we have many reasons to be thankful. Let's take our grain, our five grains of corn this morning and think about a few things that we can bless God with this morning. In this Psalm, David calls upon his body his mind, his soul, and spirit to join in one grand symphony of praise and blessing for the benefits God has so graciously bestowed upon him. Let's look at the first one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget none of his benefits. Have you been benefited by knowing God? Have you been benefited by knowing God? As you think about what all that God has done for you, all the blessings of life, all he has, has, has promised you and provided for you and protected you from, bless him this morning. Forget none of his benefits. 
who pardons our iniquities. Now, I'm sure this is not something that we like to talk about, iniquities. The Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means we've all had iniquity in our hearts. He said, well, we don't like to talk about iniquity. That's not good. Well, we need to remember where we've been and where God has taken us on our spiritual journey. You know, uh, there are pardons that are given for no special reason. Our presidents pardon criminals at the end of their terms. I'm so glad God has pardoned me. Are you? I bless the Lord for that. All that is within me. My sin. He took it. And he buried it in the deepest sea. You know, I've been reading about this little uh, vessel that, that uh, they sent down to see the Titanic in the last couple of weeks and how it literally imploded. Going so far down, it was almost supposed to be going 14,000 feet into the deepest sea. And how that little man-made vessel could not handle the pressure and it collapsed and it imploded on it and killed everyone on board. Can you imagine? I, I can't imagine. They said it was about a mile down when that happened. Can you imagine the sins that God took from us? Our iniquities? The scripture says that he buried them in the deepest sea. Farther down than a mile. Farther down than even the Titanic that rested on the bottom of the ocean. He's taken our sins and he buried them. And they literally can't hold it. They have imploded. Our sins are As far as the east is from the west. I don't know about you, but I, I, I sometimes get my east and west mixed up. I don't know if none of you do that, but all I know is west is opposite of east and east is opposite of west. And if you go one way, you just keep on going. If you go the other way, you just keep on going. He's removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. Hey, folks, we don't have to live in our sin anymore. God forgives it. Well, that's the reason to bless him, isn't it? He doesn't hold that against us. No more. Bless him for he has pardoned our iniquities. This forgiveness is a promise of the Father. Remember the thief on the cross with Jesus. As he was about to die beside Christ. He looked at Jesus. And he said, you know, I'm a sinner. And I don't, I deserve what I'm getting. But Jesus, you don't deserve what you're getting. But he said, Father, forgive them. That's what Jesus said while they were crucifying him. They were literally putting his physical body to death. And he says, forgive them. Why? That is the character of God. To forgive you. And there are men and women around this world today that are carrying the heavy load of the past. They're carrying burdens that they just can't get rid of. They remember what they did in the past. But I want you to know that when we go to God, we can ask for that forgiveness. And he forgives us once and for all. He said, Father, forgive them. Forgive Dan. And I bless the Lord this morning. 
because of that. From the sense, from the depths of our heart, a sense of gratitude and blessing should well up within us. The second one I want to look at is in, is in verse 4, where it says, He redeems our life from the pit. You ever been in a pit? You ever felt like you was in a pit? Nothing goes right. Everything goes wrong. Life is dismal. We're discouraged all the time. We're down in the mouth. Perhaps sickness has come and infected us. Maybe our mind's not thinking like it ought to. God redeems us. And he's bought back that which has been lost through our sin. He redeems us. He simply takes back that and restores us to the way that we were created to be, to be servants of his. Redemption. I bless the Lord because he redeems my life from the pit. The pit that we may be living in today. You living in a pit? Bless the Lord today. Align yourself with him and allow that power to be absorbed in your life. Then he says, verse 3, he heals all your diseases. He heals all your diseases. And I know the question will come, well, how come he didn't heal my disease? And how come he didn't, didn't uh, touch my body when I prayed? You know, I, I can't answer those questions, but I do know that the word of God says he heals all our diseases. That's what the word of God says. I believe that all healing in whatever form is divine healing and all recovery from sickness and injury are God's healing. Surgery is a result of the healing property that God has built into our bodies. Medicine, surgery, therapy are extensions of God's healing ministry. The scripture says he heals all diseases there is no disease, there is no sickness that lies beyond his healing power. There is nothing that we can call incurable when God is present. The main truth that we learn here as the psalmist speaks from his soul to God, bless the Lord. Maybe we should get our minds on more of blessing the Lord than it is blessing ourselves, Blessing our diseases. Some people don't like to talk about anything about except how sick they are. Or how they hurt. How they have this backache and how they have this headache and so on and so forth. Let me tell you something that I believe this and you may not believe this. But I'm going to tell you my feeling. I know many of you had COVID during our little, and I'm not to put any of you down. COVID is a human 
disease of this world. Even my wife suffered from COVID. Think about it is me and her were in the same house together. And she got it. And I didn't. And the thing about it is, I don't know all the answers to that, but I do know this, that the doctor said, believe it or not, he said my immunities was high enough in my heart and in my life, in my body, that I was able to fly off that stupid COVID. I said, hey, I was living, I was sleeping with my life. Can y'all believe that? And, and, and she got it. I didn't. You know, and here's one of my secrets. One of everything, one of the things that I try to do when I get up in the morning is I try to repeat this truth. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Now, you may not understand it and you may not believe this, but I believe God blessed me with healing even during that time. I didn't miss a Sunday preaching. I didn't miss, I, I, I was there all the time. I had people in our congregation getting it. And they, they'd get mad at me, I think, because I didn't get it. And I, I tell them, well, I haven't got to thank the Lord. Bless the Lord. He heals all my diseases. I'm saying if you can do that for me, you can do it for all of us. Amen? Bless the Lord. Align yourself with His will. I believe it's God's will for us to be healed. Some of you, God has miraculously healed through the years, and I attribute that to your walk with God and the closeness that God is. He is the great physician. Bless the Lord and forget none of his, who pardons all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. The number four kernel that I would like to take out of this is verse four that he crowns me with loving kindness and compassion. He crowns me with love and compassion. You know, uh, love and compassion is the character of God. And that's why in all of Jesus' teachings, one of the greatest teachings, you know, he, he taught we he's supposed to love one another. But he also said this in Matthew chapter 9. He said it again in, verse, in chapter 12. He was telling his disciples when they were questioning about some of his ways of healing and teaching and touching people's lives. He said, he, he said this, go and learn what this means. And I think he says it to the church today. But if Jesus said, go and learn what this means, I think that is pretty important. And here's what he said. Here's the key, one of the keys you got to learn. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. What was he saying? The mercy that we're able to give towards others is greater than all the good works and sacrifice we can do to do the right things. The mercy that we give to one another. Mercy is a character of God. When we align ourselves, we are going to be mercy givers. Remember one of the Beatitudes Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful. For what? They shall receive mercy. You see, if we don't give mercy, why should we ever expect? 
He wrapped his arms and loved me. He loved me so much. He gave his life on Calvary. Well, I know my time is gone, but I want to look at the last kernel on that plate. And that is found in verse 5. Who satisfies my years with good things so that my youth, I put my name in there, I put a personal pronoun there, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. If there's anything my life needs, it is to be renewed. Any of you with me? I need some renewed strength. I need some renewed energy. I need some renewed wisdom. I, I need to be renewed. This scripture says that we should bless the Lord with all that is within us because the character of God is that he satisfies our years with good things. Has any of you had any good things happen in your life? That comes from God. You know, God is the initiator of all good things. They call it, James calls it the father of lights. Gives all good things. There's a paradox here that sometimes we're not ever satisfied, are we? We're a generation that always wants more. Why has the world of technology grown so fast? It's because we're not satisfied with what we have today. We can't wait to see what's out there tomorrow. I, I, got, I got a phone call from Verizon this week. And it said, hey, I understand you have bought two new iPhones from us and we want to know where we're supposed to mail it to. And I said, I did not buy two. I said, don't you want to keep up with the trends that's going on? I said, I'm satisfied with my, I, my iPhone like that now. They said, I said, where did these orders come from? They said, well, you initiated them from New York. I said, no, I didn't initiate them. I have never been to New York. And we went on and on, and he ended up, they messed up my phone. My phone was compromised. What, what had happened? Because, you know, we're never satisfied. We always want to go higher on the scale of life. When are we going to learn satisfaction? The satisfaction comes in the joy of the Lord. For he is our strength. When we can meditate upon him, Meditate upon his character. Meditate upon his thoughts. There's so much satisfaction. You know, I thought a long time ago I had to prove myself to people. And I'm 70 years old now, and I found out I don't have to prove myself to anybody except to God. I started to show myself approved unto God. My God satisfies my needs. He satisfied, and he renews my strength. Like the eagle. My wife makes good sweet potato casserole. Is that what you call it down here? And it kind of flabbergasted her mother one time because her mother made sweet potato casserole. And I, I never had it. But boy, when I ate it the first time, my mother-in-law, boy, it's so good, and I wanted more. It was my dessert. Well, my wife said, you like that so well, I'm going to start making that for you. 
And she started making it. And I started eating. And look, it was so it was better Isaiah writes, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. What a greater way to have your strength renewed is to be aligning with the Father and receiving that spiritual energy and blessing that he has they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I was reading the thought, and I'm closing, so y'all don't get fidgety on me, okay? We're blessing the Lord still. I, I looked into this, this thought about the eagle. And I, I, I read that the eagle renews its life by breaking away the buildup on its beaks that keeps it from eating and growing. As an eagle grows older, its beak begins to grow and build up of all the scar tissues from cracks and scratches. And it begins to limit its ability to eat, to open its beak wide enough to eat properly. So what does the eagle do? But the eagle finds a rock or a hard surface and he begins to beat the end of its beak until it finally breaks away from the buildup. Then the beak grows back to its correct proportions and the eagle is able to eat again. Its strength and vigor returns and it becomes like a young eagle again. They say some eagles live to be well over 100 years old. Why? Because they know how to renew their strength. Do we know how to renew our strength? It begins by blessing the Lord. Oh, my soul. And everything about me, everything I am, everything I can do, everything I can't do, I bless the Lord. I'm giving it away, and it's something that I can't take back. I've given it to God. We had a lake at Smith Lake in Alabama, God's country, of course. And uh, in that lake, we had a pier that we had built. And um, we began, that's where we docked our boats. And that's where we jumped off, went swimming. Right after we built this dock, something strange happened because we were, we, we were jumping off that pier into the water to go swimming. 
And suddenly, from so no other reason, we began to feel this awesome, this, this funny, weird current that was actually taking our strength away from us. And it wasn't just one person or two persons or three persons, but all of us, every one of us, it was a current that was going through this water right around us. And we thought, wait, we've got we to do something about this. What, what is this? And so they had the electric company come out. They found out that when they were making this part of the lake, there had been some copper tubing that had been left right underneath the electric lines. And you know what? It was this copper tubing in the water was absorbing the electrical current of those lines. It scared the dickens out of us. But I want to tell you, that's what it means to bless the Lord. To get in that current, get in that flow of where God's at. And to bless Him. I want to tell you, without God, we are nothing. Amen. We can do nothing. I, I, Paul said, I, I I can do all things through Christ. I can do nothing without Christ. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to offer you. To getting ourselves parallel and blessing the Lord. We're going to sing this closing song. Believe it or not, Mike, I'm going to have to give you time to do your lesson today. I want to try. But if you have a need this morning, then you'd like to bless the Lord with this morning. And you just like to acknowledge you want to bless the Lord. And you like to make a public statement, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to give you that. Too. Just come by the door. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm going to say, hey, let's bless the Lord again. I believe, church, we need to bless the Lord. And everything that we are about, we need to give to God. For that's who God can bless us. If you have a need this morning, remember, Bless the Lord, who us will forget none of his benefits, who heals our diseases. Would you come as we sing this morning? Would you stand? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies that endures forever. Thank you, Father, for all of your benefits. Let us never forget your character, who you are, and who you want to be in our lives. Lord, I pray that we would get our lives, Lord, parallel to you this morning. That our lives would run and live like you desire us to live. And that you would truly empower us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we receive your power to go out and be the church who we've been called to be. Lord, if there be someone this morning that's carrying bags, Lord, teach them to bless your name. Help us to bless your name. Help us to leave it with him. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Which you do forever in Jesus' name. This old song says, leave it there. You want to leave something with the Lord this morning? This is our time.
Jesus.